It is Sunday, October 28th, 2012. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do it to it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we're talking Star Wars identities, we're talking iPhones, and we're talking Titanic myths. It's my Halloween special. Give me some candy. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the tar. You're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Camp is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. How y'all doing? I'm doing not too bad. You know, once again, I am reluctant to say this is officially back. You know, it's just, uh, life is so crazy, man. And when I'm usually done work on Fridays, I don't feel like, you know, sitting down and firing up the tape recorder again and doing yet another podcast. You know, sometimes I just want to lie around and do nothing and grow fatter until I die from a combination of obesity and diabetes and obesity-related diseases. But until that day... I will sit down and I will occasionally do a podcast when I have stuff to say. Who knows, maybe I should take a tip from history. Wayne and Schuster, the classic Canadian comedy duo. Did you know that their show was only on once a month? Yeah, it was only on once a month. It was a series of monthly specials that they did from like the 50s throughout the 80s. So there you go. Maybe I should follow their trend and make this a monthly show instead of a weekly show. All I know is I got to sit down now and I got to do lots of watching DVDs. Uh, A couple while ago couple weeks ago, a couple days ago, no, a couple weeks ago, I did something that I hardly ever do. I loaned out some of my Blu-rays, not just any Blu-rays, but my Star Wars Blu-rays. A buddy of mine, he said his girlfriend had actually never seen the trilogy, so he wanted to borrow my Blu-rays so she could experience them in high def because that's the best way to watch them. Actually, it's kind of funny. After my friend started watching them, he uh, sent me a text message and he was like, hey, were th- are these uh, the originals or are they the special editions? And I said, oh, they're the special editions, man. And he was uh, like, oh, man, I wanted to watch the originals. This sucks. I took to Facebook later that night and I put out this little message. Uh, my friend who borrowed my Star Wars Blu-rays, he says that uh, the special edition sucks and he wishes that they were the original theatrical editions. So do we all, dude. So do we all. Actually, it's funny. When he returned them to me today, he confessed that even though he had seen the trilogy, he had never seen Return of the Jedi from beginning to end. So he always wondered how Han Solo got out of the carbonite. Now he knows. Actually, Star Wars is big on my brain right now. If you've been following the TV news and everything, uh, the big uh, museum exhibition Star Wars Identities has just opened up at the uh, TELUS World of Science in Edmonton. This is a uh, traveling museum display featuring more than 200 original props 
from the Star Wars movies. Man, oh man, I know I occasionally say I'm burnt out on Star Wars, but I would still really like to go see that. You know, it's going to be crowded because Edmonton is actually just one of two places in North America that's going to be having this museum exhibition. The first place was Montreal, and they had it back in the spring. Now, of course, uh, you're probably thinking, oh, you just go watch uh, all the props and stuff. Well, actually, no, this thing actually is very educational, hence its name, Star Wars Identities. Uh, this is a museum exhibit that explains how things like genetics, our upbringing, our cultures, all that stuff goes into defining what we call identity. And of course it uses the various races of Star Wars and the character arcs of some of our favorite Star Wars characters as their examples. In fact, when they were going over this on the news the other night, uh, they say that as part of the exhibit, what you do is when you go in, you get this special wristband. And throughout the exhibit, uh, once you find out about a certain part of what makes up your identity, you're presented with a display where you have to make a choice. One of those life-defining choices. So you make your choice. There's 10 of these throughout the museum. And once you get to the end, you plug your wristband into the special thing. And it will show you your Star Wars character that you created through your life choices. How awesome is that? I tell you, it's really, really fun. This is the opening weekend, but so I don't think I'll be going this weekend. It's actually playing in Edmonton until April 1st. So you know what? I think I'm going to go in January. By January, I think all of the opening crowds followed by the Christmas vacation rush will probably have died down. Actually, it's kind of neat, you know, as I think about it. The last time I went to the uh, TELUS World of Science in Edmonton was also Star Wars related. Uh, yeah, last time I was there was way back in 1997. Yeah, my brother had just gotten married and my sister-in-law wanted to go, so we made it a family outing. And I really wanted to see an IMAX movie that was showing at the time called Special Effects. Guess what it was about? It detailed the making of special effects in several Hollywood blockbusters. And since this was around the same time that the special editions hit theaters, a lot of that had to do actually with the special effects for the special editions. So they had the IMAX cameras out there in the desert uh, where they had Marines dressed as stormtroopers to film the new footage where they were searching for the droids on Tatooine. But the centerpiece, the one that all the Star Wars fans were raving about and why I wanted to go see it is we're all familiar with the opening scene from Star Wars, right? Uh, when Princess Leia's ships goes whizzing by and then the uh, Imperial Star Destroyer goes flying overhead. They recreated that scene for IMAX. We're not talking, you know, they took the footage from the original film and upconverted it. Uh, ALM dug their old filming models out of storage, put an IMAX camera in their motion control rigs, and refilmed the entire sequence for IMAX. And I tell you, it looked beautiful. So there you go. Yeah, I guess I only get down to the TELUS world of science now when there's something Star Wars related going on. But I think I've babbled enough here. Hey, you know what else I saw that I uh, did during the past month? I went to see the film Frankenweenie. So here's the uh, theme song from Frankenweenie. It's called Strange Love and it's by Karen O when it's on the targ. Love, love is strange. Oh, when there's beauty on the inside, the outside there's nothing to change. And I left that I know before, after it I wanna be someone to love with, someone watching over me, rain or storm. 
got my iPhone. I kind of didn't intend to get an iPhone, but you know what? My BlackBerry finally crapped out on me, and so I was forced to get one. You know, I have an older model BlackBerry, right, that still had the trackball. And that trackball really started frustrating the heck out of me because it would frequently seize up. So following the instructions that I found online, you know, I could uh, fix it by dousing the trackball in a little isopropylene. You have one of those old head cleaner cassettes, right? Well, isopropylene is the contact cleaner. Well, when I was on vacation about a month ago, there I was. I was, my trackball seized up on my Blackberry. I used the isopropylene in order to flush it out, but damn it, wouldn't you know, I turned it back on and, well, don't get me wrong, the trackball worked fine, but now the entire keypad was shot. I couldn't type text messages, I couldn't send email, I couldn't do any of that good stuff like that. So I was forced to run out then and buy myself a new phone, so I figured I'd get the iPhone that I'd coveted for so long. I don't know why I was so hung up on the iPhone, you know, I just, um, I just always wanted an iPhone, you know. Three years ago when I was getting, when I was uh, looking to get my first smartphone, I wanted an iPhone, but they weren't on TELUS yet. I knew I wanted to stick with TELUS because I live in a very large rural area, and in rural Alberta, TELUS is still the best for coverage. But now, TELUS does have the iPhone, so I went to the TELUS phone. I asked about an iPhone 5, but as I knew, they were sold out because they are still the hottest thing going, so... 
I had to settle for the good old iPhone 4S. Second best when it comes to the iPhones right now, but you know what? I've been pretty satisfied with it so far. I've been playing with it. I've been having all kinds of fun with it. Checking out some of the uh, brand new apps that are available for it, because as you know, that is their big thing, right? Apple's got all the apps. What are some of the apps that I got on here? Well, let's see. Uh, just for the heck of it, I got the official Parks Canada app, which was a how-to guide for camping. Being a guy who's been camping all his life, I found that incredibly hilarious, as it is very simple instructional how-to stuff. You know, stuff I'd known since I was a kid, just uh, hilariously simple. We've got the movie version of The Hobbit coming out, so I have the official Hobbit app. You know, it's not too bad. It lets you watch all of Peter Jackson's production diaries. It's not so bad. It's fun. Uh, let's see, I have the official McDonald's app. Always tells me how far away every McDonald's is. Uh, there's a Tim Hortons app that does the same thing for Tim Hortons. Uh, I have the official West Edmonton Mall app. It is the entire directory for the mall. Uses the GPS to show you where you are in the mall. Played with that last time I was at West Ed. Lots of fun. Oh, and of course, uh, because of my day job and everything like that, I also thought I'd check out an app called WavePad. You know, a little audio recorder with a simple audio editor that, uh, you know, so I could uh, record stuff when I'm out and about. How good is that uh, little audio recorder app? Well, you tell me, because I'm using it to record this break. Is your mind blown? Yes, you won't believe where I'm recording this right now. Here, want to guess? Okay, I have a little in-joke with my friend where normally right there I would play the sound effect of a toilet flushing, but, you know, I'm not recording this in the bathroom right now. Actually, I'm recording this while in bed, and I'm wearing my size X, 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 L, footy pajamas. That's right, ladies, you can take that mental image into the bathroom with you when you're having a long, hot bubble bath. And by a long, hot bubble bath, I mean banging your head repeatedly with a frying pan trying to get rid of that mental image. Warning, banging your head repeatedly with a frying pan will cause you to forget everything you learned in the ninth grade. So, yeah. Long story short, I got an iPhone. You're listening to Mark Kappas. That young man fills me with hope. And some other emotions that are weird and deeply confusing me. On U62, the Targ. Boys and girls of every age, would you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see. This our town of Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Pumpkins scream in the dead of night. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Trick or treat. Tell the neighbors on the diaphragm. It's our town. Everybody scream. It's town of Halloween. I am the one hiding under your bed. Teeth ground sharp and eyes glowing red. I am the one hiding under your stairs. Like snakes and spiders in my hair. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween. In this town we call home, everyone hail to the pumpkin song. In this town, don't we love it now? Everyone 
everybody's waiting for the next surprise. Round that corner and hiding in the trash can. Something's waiting at the pounce and how you scream. This is Halloween. Red and black. It's like a green. Aren't you scared? Well, that's just fine. Say it once, say it twice. Take a chance and roll the dice. Ride with the moon in the dead of night. Everybody scream. Everybody scream. Vomit and trace! I am the who in the cold stare. I am the wind blowing through your hair. I am the shadow on the moon at night, filling your dreams to the brim with fright. This is Halloween, this is Halloween. Halloween, 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 Halloween. Our job. But we're not mean in, in our, our town, town of Halloween. Goodness town. Don't we love it now? Everyone's waiting for the next surprise. Turn it to Jack, might catch you in the back and scream like a bet you make you jump out of your skin. This is Halloween, everybody scream. Won't you please make way for a very special guy? Halloween is the only time of the year when I can get away with playing the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. So there was This Is Halloween here on U62 The Darg, and I think we're almost at the end of uh, this week's show or this month's show or whatever new schedule I decide to go along with. But before I go, I gotta talk about I finally saw an episode of Mythbusters that I was waiting for. It was the episode of Mythbusters featuring special guest star James Cameron. He had a special myth for the Mythbusters to bust. As we all know, we've seen Titanic, right? Uh, remember how Rose and Jack tried to get on that uh, big piece of wood to save themselves from the frigid waters of the Atlantic at the end of Titanic? Well, the myth has been going around the internet that Jack did not have to die that there was more than enough room on that piece of wood for both Jack and Rose. Now, James Cameron, as he pointed out, is that it wasn't a question of size, it was a question of buoyancy. It just wasn't strong enough to hold both Jack and Rose. So James Cameron asked the Mythbusters to bust this myth once and for all. And I gotta say, it was a pretty entertaining episode. As they do on Mythbusters, first they did it in small scale. You know, they got a tub of water, they filled it full of salt to make it full of salt water, they put a little scale model representation of the piece of wood, put on some little uh, Jack and Rose action figures, and it promptly sank. So then they decided to try it for real. They got a big piece of wood, and both Adam and Jamie, they clambered on top of it in the uh, middle of the San Francisco Bay there, and of course, just like in the movie, it flopped over and they sank. But this is where I think the Mythbusters cheated a little bit. You know, trying to uh, be faithful to the movie, you might remember from the movie, Rose was wearing a life jacket. So to be absolutely faithful to the movie, one of the Mythbuster, one of the Mythbusters, that's what I'm trying to say, was wearing a life jacket when they tested this and the other one was not. So what they did 
was in order to provide a little more buoyancy for this raft, the one Mythbuster, he took off his life jacket and they figured out how to strap it to the bottom of the piece of wood and thus added more buoyancy to it. And then by carefully maneuvering themselves on top of the wood to carefully distribute their weight, they found that yes, there was enough room for both of them. So I think that uh, by coming up with a scheme to uh, put the uh, life jacket on the bottom, that kind of cheated things a little bit because let's be honest rose and jack they weren't macgyver they wouldn't have thought of that uh but yeah because they did that the mythbusters they put it down as plausible for those who don't watch mythbusters this is what they do at the end of the myth uh they they uh, set it as confirmed if they confirmed the myth uh, they put it as busted if they busted the myth and they put it as plausible if they determined that the myth could play out if a highly specific set of circumstances was was uh, if a highly specific set of circumstances was achieved. That's what I'm trying to say. Man, oh man, it's too late at night for me to be doing this. I can't talk anymore. But anyway, they said it was plausible. I think they cheated a little bit, and James Cameron felt so too because he at the end he said that's BS because at the end of the day it's my movie and I say Jack had to die. So there you go. Must be nice to make a movie and therefore make your own rules. Well, I'm about all rambled out now, so I think I'll bring this to an end. My name is Mark Cap. This has been the Targ. I will see you, well, sometime in the future. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Tappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Okay, now maybe we can talk about bringing back Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs>